0: Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 4, Episode 5, it's called Remember Me. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. This episode features some time warp shenanigans, well, maybe not time warp, but bubble warp universe shenanigans, uh, to be more precise, I suppose. Although nothing about that sentence was remotely precise in any way, it was the most hand-wavy nonsense (laughs) I've ever said. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't your finest work. But, yes, so this is a a Dr. Beverly Crusher-focused episode where she seems to start noticing people disappearing. And not just disappearing as in that they went missing, that the ship has no record of these people existing, everyone else doesn't remember they existed, and it starts with one person, one close friend of hers, this old doctor who she trained with, and then starts to sort of grow, and other people start disappearing then eventually, main characters start disappearing. And then there's a bit of a kind of a swerve about a halfway, maybe two-thirds of the episode, where we kind of reveal what's really going on and what the real crisis is, which is actually not super unpredictable, because there's actually a, kind of a big thing at the start of everything happening, which calls into question, it was actually in my head the whole time, yeah. that the scene that sets everything up does seem to suggest that something happened to her instead of everyone else. But... Uh, Nevertheless, I actually thought it was quite enjoyable, uh, as she is, like, freaking out that people are disappearing. I thought a lot of the scenes in there were quite good. And, of course, it's ultimately about them trying to rescue her from this, essentially, little pocket universe that's been created. Uh, Which, uh, admittedly, I was critiquing Wesley Crusher at one point in this episode before... I mean, he's still responsible for what's happened, and he put his mother in this weird pocket universe. Uh, Before then, though i was actually when the when the old man disappeared i did sort of say that little shit wesley crushers are raising people from the timeline he has to be stopped what is this what is this nonsense anyway uh how did you feel about remember me
1: i thought it was okay um there are definitely things i like in there um but i thought it went too long before it revealed what was actually going on because You know, I'd got there quite a while before because, like you say, there was the inciting incident, which made it kind of predictable in a lot of ways. And it was frustrating to not see any of the characters kind of get to that. And I know that there's kind of a reason in the story as to why, but I still felt like it went too long hiding it from the audience so that when it revealed, it was like, aha, gotcha. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure you did. Uh, And I I don't know, there's a good, maybe... 10 minutes before that where i'm just kind of waiting for it to reveal now so we can do the other side of it and and it was just taking too long to get there kind of killed a lot of my enthusiasm in that period for me
0: yeah i i don't know if it's supposed to be a gotcha especially as like i say it's made very clear there's a, this moment where the 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 bubble is created where we actually mm-hmm. see it from wesley's point of view where his mother's disappeared uh, and he just sort of takes it as, oh, she must have left when I wasn't looking, no, no, no big deal. And then we go to Crusher and we see her kind of discover the old man's disappeared and it progresses from there. Until, of course, it eventually reveals that she's in her own little universe and uh, we see the others trying to like rescue her and bring her back. I, I suppose I agree a little bit that maybe... It's not so much that I think it goes on too long, necessarily. I think it's fine to sort of make the, the main focus of the episode be in the bubble and be with her and kind of have us sort of guessing what's really going on here, what's happening. Uh, if I have a critique, it's that maybe with the point where everyone's disappeared and it's just Picard, you know, it, it goes to this point where, okay, clearly her world's not the real one. Because even though I suspected there's something actually else going on i never necessarily got to the point where i was thinking oh it's definitely like this is all fake and it's all just in our head or it's all something else or, or whatever it may be um but once we got to the point where she's on our on the ship alone and she's trying to figure things out or she walks onto the bridge and it's just picard and picard's not really acknowledging that there should be other people here he doesn't think it's weird that, <laughs> that's the one. and I, I get that it's part of the universe and this kind of their thing um Because for me, one of the interesting elements when she started, like, you know, noticing people were disappearing, other than the one person. Because for a while, it's just a mystery of this one person's disappeared. Like, what's happened to him? There's no record of him being there. Data can't find any evidence that he ever worked for Starfleet or he was ever on the station they came from at the start of the episode or anything like that. And there's a couple of moments where, like, you know, when they go to O'Brien and he's like, yeah, I was here. I was the one transporting people on during that, that time period. And yeah, no, I didn't see any old man. And, you know... Beverly did come in and sort of said thanks for something and left it was kind of weird actually and as a moment where Riker kind of looks at her and I'm like oh are they going down the path here where they're starting to suspect that maybe Crusher is is losing it and there's something wrong with her but then other people started disappearing right a couple of our, our medical staff disappeared and then the whole medical staff disappeared and for me what I thought was kind of exciting about some of this stuff was the idea that she could effectively convince them that something was going wrong because it made no sense there was no medical staff. Like, there was almost... It's almost like she was starting to put out plot holes in the universe. Like, this doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't there be a medical staff? I can't be, you know, just here. But then they counteract with, well, we're not a ship of a thousand people. We're a ship of 200 people. And she's like, wait, what? And it's like, 800 people have disappeared. And I thought that back and forth, that kind of, like, try to find the truth was interesting to me.
1: It was. To a point. I think it did it too many times for me. Because uh, it was just like, you know, this repeated countdown. And eventually, it started doing it with characters that we know. Like, I think Worf was the first
0: one. Yeah, she's like, you know, or not she, but obviously, whoever she's talking to is like, Who's that? What? What? Who's <laughs> this Worf? Uh, yeah. I actually I, I, I thought, obviously, Crusher doesn't necessarily get a whole lot of, like, you know, focused time, like a lot of the other characters do. I, I did like her delivery of this questioning about Worf, when she's kind of like, The big guy who never smiles. The Klingon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I, uh, I like to uh, delivery of fun. that stuff.
1: No, I did too. I think she does quite good, which is important, you know, in in her own episode, which can't necessarily be said for all of the cast in their episodes. Oh sure. Uh, so you know it has that going for it. You leave Diana uh, Troy alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I name no names. Yeah, you 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 drew those conclusions yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> No, I I do like that part of it though. You know the, the the kind of the countdown. But I think it was at that point where I was also kind of feeling where it's like you know okay they're they're accepting that there is something going on. Which again I liked that she kind of says to Picard, hey you know you got to just trust me on this, and and he does. And, and know, even I... till right till the end where it's just the two of them, and he starts doubting.
0: That may be my favorite scene of the episode, actually, is where she says we have to go back to the space station and I know that there's nothing I can prove here. You're just going to have to take me at my word that we have to go back. There's something wrong. And he immediately just, you know, contacts Raker and says, turn the ship around. We're going back to the space station. And just says, you know, your word's always been enough. Like, I actually, I thought that was maybe the, the, my favorite scene of the episode because it was just this moment of trust between them that... It was, I think it was actually a really strong moment because it was in the same scene, I
1: believe, where he was questioning her... Sanity as well It's like have mm. have you checked yourself? You know have have you considered your mental health? You know have you given yourself a physical check that there's nothing affecting you? And she says there's nothing, but it's it's clearly you know both of them are aware of the possibility. And uh, and I like that even even with that context, he's still like, I, I'm going to trust you enough that I'm not going to take the risk. Uh, I yeah. did like that, uh, but it was it was around this kind of point where I'm feeling. Okay, they're aware that it could be her. There's something there. But, you know, she was in the room when the, the bubble happened and, and they never address the, that. And maybe it was something that she's the only one that can remember. Maybe, and, and they're, they're so sure immediately that it's something to do with this bubble, but they, they, they don't quite make the link. And I know you can explain it because it's her delusion. You know, she can't... Uh, I, I think the way the, the, that it's put later on in the in the real world is as long as she thinks she's alive, she's alive. And she can't break that
0: delusion and ruin it for herself, I guess. Um, but. Well, one, one of the things I was thinking about early on in the episode, actually, is obviously still thinking that she was at the sick. The, because they, they kept saying, like, well, if this bubble was created, because they, they talk about the bubble, and they talk about, well, this, the old man wasn't anywhere near here. And then they talk about the the you know, once some more people disappear, like, well, they weren't necessarily, these are different parts of the ship, nothing makes sense. Uh, Picard speculates, could this bubble be, like, going around the ship somehow? And I actually thought at this point, rather than her being on her own universe, that Crusher herself, because everyone, at least to begin with, before we started talking about the big numbers, it was like people that were close to her in some way who were disappearing. And I thought she was the cot- Well, not the cot, but you know what I mean? Like, the, whatever the it was. Yeah, it was, she was carrying this thing around the ship. Um, and obviously by the time, it's like hundreds of people are going, and it's not the people she's close to. That, that, that went out the window. Because I was expecting them to get to a revelation where Wesley eventually went, Hey, you were here.
1: That that yeah. was what bugged me. and and again, I know by the end, you know, okay, I I understand why she didn't get to that in this version of her world, but watching it, it was frustrating. Just kind of waiting for this revelation for that it for it to realize, oh, it was her, and it, it took too long to get there for me, and it kind of killed the the pacing of the episode for me.
0: Yeah, I wasn't as frustrated. Uh, like there's a there's a real negative spin on t- this from you, and I I feel like. I was into a lot of this stuff, and then I was in. I was very much into the scene where Wesley disappeared. Actually, I thought that was very well done. Where she rushes down because she she realizes that Wesley might have disappeared, and she runs down into the engineering deck because he's been down there tinkering with this experiment he was running. And she's like relieved when she sees him. It's this sort of relief moment, and it's like I mean, I mean, it's hard to relate being relieved to see Wesley Crusher, but <laughs> it, it makes sense from the you know context. And then I love the way she's just talking to him and she's walking out the room. And he's just not there on the other side of the door. And she you know, she finishes her sentence and turns around. I thought that was really well handled. So, mm. well, I, I kind of agree that it maybe goes a little bit too long in this middle part of the episode. I don't actually think there's that much time where I felt that. It, you know, it's like, there's very little I would actually do to, to take it down, I guess.
1: I don't know. I think for me, I would cut out a few of the repetitions of just the large numbers being dwindled. It felt mm. like we did it you know, once or twice too many times. And then, you know, I think we do need something in that time instead with her considering that she, that it was her. I she mean, doesn't have to get to the, the actual answer, but just something, uh, you know, that it's
0: from her perspective that, that this is kind of being oh, yeah. weird. I wouldn't be opposed to a scene like that. But even when she was on her own, I like that she, st- she was essentially doing the same thing with the computer, where she was trying to, like, point out plot holes, like, wait, wh- why am I the only person on the ship? You're saying I've all I've always been the only t- crew member on the ship what is the purpose of this ship? And the computer answers, ah, explore the galaxy, blah, blah. It's like, well, am I qualified to do all of that on my own? It's like, no, you're not. Well, explain <laughs> but, to me, why am I the only one here? <laughs>
1: yeah. It, she's doing that throughout. Like, I think there's a point where there's only like a hundred odd of them. And, mm. uh, she's trying to convince Sean Luke. like, this is weird. And, and and he's like, that's not weird. So it's, it's always been this minute. It's like, then why have we got so many rooms? I'm like, Foreign dignitaries, evacuations, you know, the, the usual pizzazz.
0: Yeah, that, that's where it was a, a slight shift for me, and not in a, a bad way necessarily, but up until that point, it felt like she was using the plot holes and it was convincing them there was something wrong. Once that many people were disappearing, though, and even Picard had, like, an answer for it, like, it clearly, every time people are disappearing, like, these, I mean, I like, guess, essentially fake versions of the characters, they're not real per se, but they're all based on the real versions. And I like the idea that, if these versions all came from the mind of Crusher in some way, and the episode never actually says that it does, I don't think, I mean... It, no,
1: it, it does, uh, oh, does it? when we get, yeah. Um, okay, okay,
0: fair enough. It's all within her thoughts, it says. Right, so I like the idea that in her head, to go back to the scene where Picard trusts her words, that she believes Picard would trust them. So it doesn't actually take away from the, 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 the beauty of the scene. It actually still works, I mean, arguably even better, that this is how she perceives her relationship with Picard.
1: I think it would have been in this context interesting either way if he did trust mm. her or not because it would always it, it all comes down to how she views them subconsciously right? yeah 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 uh, and she thinks pretty well of most of them it would seem and I think mostly it felt in character and right you know like mm. I, I think Picard in the real world scenario would take her word on it
0: oh yeah no I I, I don't doubt it uh, but I think it adds an interesting layer to it an interesting spin on it uh, and yeah. what oh, was already a good scene. And mm-hmm. she even brings up the uh, the Traveler back from season one. This was like in the first like five or six episodes. We had this episode where this alien being... The one that basically said Wesley was a, a wunderkind and was going to be the chosen one or some nonsense <laughs> yeah, like that. Well, yeah, we always need to be reminded of this stuff, don't <laughs> we? <laughs> and... She actually tries to direct the ship to the, the, the planet where this guy comes from. But it's when we actually come into... Because the, there's a couple of times where she's almost sucked into a vortex. And she's try, and she's I think in the context of the episode, we're thinking that's how people are disappearing, is they're getting sucked out of this vortex. But in reality, what's happening is, is this is actually, on the real world, they're trying to like reach her and bring her out. And she keeps yeah. just like holding on to things and not going.
1: I actually uh, really didn't like this effect either. Um, just it, it looked kind of hokey uh you know you know especially that first time where it showed up from her perspective mm. you know it's all the the wind machines the blue light you know uh, it, it kind of again it was one of those bits that just took me out of it a little bit and it's it, it's it's what makes this episode a little bit frustrating for me because there are a lot of things i like but there are just enough things that frustrate me or take me out of the moment that kind of ruin the episode a little bit for me and and make it not you know not properly enjoyable like i feel like it should be if you just described the beats to
0: me i can't say i felt any particular uh, feelings towards the effect of the, the <laughs> vortex
1: that, that's understandable <laughs> this, this is probably just a I, me mean nitpicking complaint
0: and ne- it never even I mean, I mean i mean it didn't stand out as, as uh, notably good either but it never stood out like i never even thought about it it was never like oh something's off here what's I mean, going on <laughs> me
1: getting hung up on small
0: details is hardly new for this no, series is it <laughs> um but you know, once you come into the real world, I try to like solve. And the traveler does show up, and they have the actor back, and and he's like, "Oh, Wesley, it's not just math. You have to also like use your feelings or blah blah blah." blah. <laughs> bit wishy-washy. Um, but I, I like Crusher kind of figuring kind of out. You know, kind of figuring out what they were trying to do. Like she figured out at herself what the vortexes were that they're trying to reach her. And we get to a point where the the bubbles kind of like shrinking, and it's actually starting to just like cut into the ship essentially and she's you know minutes are left we've got the ticking time clock bomb sort of effect and it's counting down and i try to bring her back and yeah i mean yeah all this stuff i thought worked well when it went back to the real world and they're trying and you know i like i think what i really like about this concept of an episode is that normally this episode would be done in one of two ways you'd either have the point of view of both sides of, the, of the, the, the the issue right where well, the original series had this a lot we'd have a character say trapped like sulu trapped in the planet and them up in the ship trying to get him back so we'd see how he's sort yeah. of struggling but it would be more focused on the people trying to fix this the issue um or alternatively you wouldn't see the person at all and it would all be the people trying to you know save them i think i like that this focuses on her and when we cut back to the real world they already know where she is they've already figured out what's going on to to a, fairly large extent we're like oh we're trying to get her back and she's you know this is a second attempt and it's failed we, we missed all the boring bit is what you're saying but i like that i, I like that we, we we tackled it from a different uh perspective uh it's actually funny because i've been reviewing the, the new twilight zone uh with, with tara and recently on the ace i think on edge of tomorrow I, I i pondered the idea wouldn't it be cool to get a time loop story where instead of from the perspective of the person who's looping, we actually followed someone who's just someone else, someone the person who's not looping, and we watch from their reaction and find out someone else is looping. And it just so happened that like a month later, one of these new Twilight Zone episodes did that concept. And I feel like this was is it ca- any good. Do you know what? It was actually really good. It was easily the best episode whoa, of the entire whoa, show. Whoa, 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 The new Twilight Zone has a good episode. Has a good, as a good episode, it has one decent episode and then one really good episode. Uh. And then the finale I mean, was garbage. No, no, but not enough
1: to make me want to watch it. But no,
0: but... It, good to know. But I feel like this is kind of a similar thing with a different concept, is that it's given me the perception of someone else that's focused on the other character. And then, we, you know, at least in the way Star Trek usually tackles these things. Obviously... Yeah, as, as I was going to say, in general, it's not that novel, but I think for Star
1: Trek, it feels different.
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah. especially in the sense that we don't see anything from them until we cut into like uh, most other things it'll still focus maybe on the person who survived like uh, the the martian for example just the first thing i put in my head right we see the other people on the ship and making their choice to come back but we focus primarily on on matt damon you know it's not uh you know it's it's his story we focus on him uh, and we see the other people uh, every so often popular enough this doesn't do that this is this is more like I mean, I suppose technically in that movie, and probably the book as well, I assume, uh, it does wait a while before we cut to them, because we stick with him until... But in, in context of this, this is, yeah.
1: you know, two-thirds, you know, maybe three-quarters yeah. through the episode before we cut back. It's not
0: that far into that movie. Uh... Yeah, I, I think the notable thing in that movie as well is that when we do cut to them, it may be after he's made contact for the first time, uh, or at least when, the f- when someone finds out that he's actually still alive, but all of the decision making and the planning of how to save them, we see all of that, right? We see from that point on. In this, the characters have already... This would be like if in The Martian, we didn't see them until they're basically arriving back at Mars.
1: Yeah, they've done all the failed yeah.
0: attempts. They've just got the one last, the good attempt to go, basically. Yeah, the, the last ditch effort. Uh, do you know laughed though, when she did sort of, you know, go through the vortex and kind of came out into the real world? Um, is that she sees the traveler and she's like, oh my god, it's you. I laughed out loud because on the other side of the table, because because we're having Wesley, we sort of standing there with our eyes shut, like tapping buttons and whatnot. And the other side of the table, Wesley is like on the, he's got his knees and he's got he's like his head's like on the table and he's kind of like sprawled across it. And I'm like, I get that you're surprised to see the traveler. But your son but, looks like he's dying on the other side of the... T- and he's, he's fine. He gets up like a minute later. It's fine, but... And, and she did just have like a whole big emotional thing where she lost him. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was weird that she ignored the fact that her son looked like he was like half passed out on the table. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, Traveller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then again, this I can relate to. Not caring about Wesley Crusher. This is the, Makes the emotion yeah. I can relate to in the episode. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and it basically ends there. She hugs Wesley and... Uh, yeah, you know, they're happy she's back i thought it was a solid episode uh, you know i i, I kind of get your complaints i agree with some of them to an extent but i think i came out of this one a bit more in the positive end because uh it's a spin on an old it's about well, the actual story itself not, it's not a spin necessarily but the, the way star trek tackles these types of stories is a spin and then you know thanks for crusher to get a bit of focus for a change and it'd, yeah. be, it'd be good <laughs> i guess no,
1: I, I think it's it's funny because i think
0: i agree with almost everything positive
1: you've said uh for the most part maybe one or two little bits but uh and like i said there is a lot i do like in here there's just a couple of things that kind of take me out of the episode and ruin my enjoyment overall uh even though fundamentally i think it's quite good at its core uh just just a couple of things that ruin it for me um but i I can see why a lot of people would like this
0: and all nice touch like is that the opening scene where she meets her old friend who's you know his wife died some you know recently and he doesn't want to live where they live, you know, in the station, because it remains to be too much of her. So, you know, it's just a, this is a thing you hear about a lot, is, is an old person when their, their spouse dies, they, they want to move somewhere else just for a change. So it's a different, a,
1: a, kind of a... Oh, 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 another common one is they, is they redecorate entirely, uh, sure. so it feels yeah. different.
0: It's the cheaper version of relocating. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's just a, a fresh start kind of thing. And, but they're talking about losing people around them. I thought it did a really nice job thematically of setting up. Essentially, it was going to happen to her in this bubble where she starts losing everyone in her life. Like, everyone starts to go.
1: Yeah, I think in that context, uh, I would have liked a bit more time of her on her own at the end, you know, on the ship after everyone's gone, uh, with her dwelling on the fact that she's lost everyone.
0: Uh, she does make that nice, that nice speech, though, of... Uh remembering them and they deserve better than this to just be like wiped out and not, not be forgotten
1: she does I, just, I think it's it's especially true with with the wesley stuff like it's mm. it's great in that moment Don't be wrong but very quickly she has to move on to just the next part of the crisis and yeah. there's there's not much more there so i feel like we could do more with the actual morning of it i guess
0: yeah, I guess because the disappearance, such mysterious circumstances, she's, she's assuming there's a way she can get them back. She's assuming that there's something weird going on that she can fix. It's not just dying. You know, it's not like they're all just dying or getting shot in front of her. It's, it's... No,
1: I, I get that, but maybe just her contemplating, what if this is it, and kind of having just you know some extra time to reflect on that. I think might might have been something. I to don't,
0: do. th- I don't disagree. I, I think that beat in there be- before she started to realize that this wasn't the real world. That you know when yeah. we got, she got to that point somewhere around there maybe that didn't a good beat but mm. um, no. I, that's it's not definitely not a,
1: a bad episode though. despite my nitpicks and you know how negative I sounded at points it's, it's far from a bad episode
0: hmm. alright uh, so we'll look at what next week's is going to be uh, next episode is called Legacy and uh, here's the description on IMDB the crew of the Enterprise enters into orbit around the home planet of their former crewmate <laughs> Tasha Yar <laughs> where they encounter her sister
1: is this sister conveniently played by the same actress?
0: No, no. A bunch of images on IMDb. It doesn't oh, look like her. Okay. uh she'll... Wouldn't it be the first show that's pulled back.
1: Ishara Isharayar. Parents real invented with the name in
0: there. <laughs> she looks vaguely familiar. What, what have I seen her in? She was in Scream 3. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Female caller? Oh, she must have just been a voice on a phone. i um, f- Okay, clearly clearly, she's got many claims to fame Uh, in her, in her time. Um, but she's just
1: one of those faces that you've seen in a lot of bit tiny small roles. I get, yeah, yeah she may have done a couple
0: of TV shows or something, I don't know. Um, but hey-ho, uh, so that's next episode. Um, I, I don't want to make any promises, but there's a chance that you may be getting two of these a week for a little while Um, over the next little Depen- period. It,
1: it, yeah, it depends on some upcoming uh, shows and yeah. how we feel on those uh but it is possible we will get some more of these kind of done yeah
0: yeah it's possible there might be a, a slightly increased schedule for a little bit but uh at the very least you'll definitely get one next week obviously so uh that is uh episode five of season four so uh, let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below please do a light. like is super important on youtube it is a nice free and easy way to support us uh, you can support us financially though, of course over at patreon.com slash mailfuzz tv for as little as one dollar per month and get some bonuses for your troubles Uh, otherwise get us on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv keep watching star trek and remember when it comes to the ladies and apparently trapping his mother in a bubble where she might be a victim of her own thinking and demise wesley crusher is in complete that's not true. He's wasn't control at all. He was he was, he was fumbling about. He's the alien to come and help him. He's useless. Wesley Crusher's useless. He's a little prick. He can't do anything right.